everyone, Pastor Rod here. We're doing number six in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This one's the gift of prophecy. Now this is a big word and when we talk about prophecy, Old Testament prophecy, it seems so massive and big and even strange, but New Testament prophecy is exciting and we're going to talk about that a lot today. So we're going to read 1 Corinthians 12 and uh, verse 8 to 10, the nine, nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Here we go. One is given the message of wisdom, another the message of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by this one Spirit, to another miraculous powers. We've done all those five. Now today is going to be prophecy and then the week's coming will be the distinguishing between spirits, speaking in tongues and interpretation of, of tongues. So it's prophecy. Now the word prophecy is uh, obviously a very special word. It's an ancient word. And in the New Testament, the, the Greek language, it means to speak forth a clear message from God. It's um, before going out and it's clear. It's it's um, something important, something spoken. Basically, we're speaking a word from God to someone for their blessing or for their increase in life. All right. So the word prophecy in the Old Testament is, is we talk about the Old Testament prophets and we think of especially Moses, number one, uh, Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, Daniel, uh, Ezekiel, and then there's 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 twelve other. Uh, what they call minor prophets, just means small books. Um, but the Old Testament is full of prophecy about Jesus, about the Messiah coming, about God's love, God's nature, uh, speaking forth strongly, which became our Old Testament. When we come to the New Testament, we read, first of all, that there was a New Testament uh, prophet that belongs to the Old. His name is John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is like the the trumpet that the Messiah has come. All of those prophecies from the Old Testament are being fulfilled and will be fulfilled through his name is Jesus Christ. So John the Baptist plays a very important bridging person between the Old Testament prophet types, Jesus coming, and the New Testament prophecy, which is much more about ordinary life, still supernatural, speaking out words from God, for other people, but it's very, very different than the Old Testament. So let me read something from the Old Testament, and then we're going to read something from the New Testament. Old Testament, um, it says in Numbers chapter 12, verse 6 to 8, When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will reveal to them myself to them in visions. I will speak in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. This is talking about, it's so important, Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face-to-face, -face, clearly, and not in riddles or not in, in puzzles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The Old Testament prophets were often seen as very bold, very loud, um, very, very um, just so dependent on God, just so absolutely into God. And, and they became, some of them was, was strange in what they did. They used object lessons. They used um, things around them, trying to get the message across. Often they were political, speaking about Israel or Judah or one of the world nations, definitely talking about God's work in Israel, God calling 
Abraham and Israel to be his special people. They were unforgettable people, and their word was written down, making much of our Old Testament really powerful. So by the time we get to the New Testament, it's it's Jesus. It's uh, it's all about Jesus, and then about our uh, love for God through Jesus Christ. Now, the New Testament does talk about this John the Baptist, whose message was, "I prepare the way." Of the Lord. And people said to John the Baptist, Are you Messiah? Are you the Christ? He said, No, 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 no. I'm just this little guy. Um, after me comes one. I'm not even worthy to undo his shoe, shoe straps, his, his shoelaces. I'm not even worthy to do that compared to the coming Messiah. He was the one preparing the way. And you'll read that in Matthew chapter 3. And um, all the gospels speak about this person, John the Baptist. Who was he? Well, it seems that he was the last of the Old Testament type prophets. Let's read what Jesus says about him in Matthew chapter 11. Remember, what I'm saying is the Old Testament prophecy finished probably with John the Baptist. This is Jesus, Matthew 11, 11. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Jesus says, wow, John is a great guy. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So all of a sudden, Jesus says this John the Baptist character is so large, so important in the story. But the ones coming through the kingdom of God through Jesus are going to be greater than he in certain ways. Let's read verse 12. From the days of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of heaven has been subject to a forcefully advancing and people who are forcefully advancing have been reading it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. There was a, 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 a prophecy that someone like Elijah is coming to the earth. He is the Elijah who was to come. Whoever has ears, let him hear. So I believe that John the Baptist was the final Old Testament Prophet. Now, this is really important because we are New Testament people. We love the, 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 the New Testament, the New Covenant, the, the cross of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, the blood of Jesus cleansing us, the being sons of God, daughters of God. We love the New Testament. We are New Testament believers. So when we talk about prophecy, some people think of the Old Testament and the New Testament says, no, 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 that time has finished. We're now going to talk about New Testament Prophecy, And it's really clear from 1 Corinthians 14, if you want to know about prophecy and tongues, which is coming in a later uh, study, really read 1 Corinthians 14. This is how it starts. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. They're speaking out a word of God for people. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by their spirit. But the one who prophesies, this is really important, speaks to people from God, speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. We're going to come back to those three words, for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church, the people in the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather that you prophesy. This is from Paul, the Apostle Paul. He's saying, yeah, tongues is great. We'll talk about that later. But 
prophecy is even greater because you're blessing people and the church. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. Okay, three words, New Testament prophecy. This is where it gets exciting. What is it all about? What is the gift of prophecy today? Here we go. It's for building up. It's for encouraging. And it's for comfort. I want, I want to dig into those three words. All right. This is really important to our study. What are these three things? And we'll discover all three are very, very positive words. The New Testament prophet is a positive person. The New Testament prophecy is an incredibly lifting, edifying, amazing gift to edify people and the church. The first word is the word strengthening. It actually is the word to build a building. It's to build a building, oiko domeo, to build a house or build a building. This word means in some of the Bible, New Testament Bible translation means to build up, to strengthen, to give people strength, or the ERV says to help people grow stronger in their faith. I love it. The gift of prophecy is a building, is a building concept, a building gift. Number two is encouraging. This is the word in the Greek parak. Paraklesos, which means to come alongside and call. I call it coaching. It's like uh, when I used to play rugby and the coach said, you know, plumber, go over there, do that. Okay, well done. Not, not good. Okay, okay. Because he wants me to win the game or wants our team to win the game. The concept of coaching is to come alongside and call for a better future. Come alongside and give advice for a better future. It's it's in urging or encouraging. And the last word here is the word comforting. Now, I had to look this one up a lot to understand it. It means to be in the presence of someone and you feel lifted. You feel lifted in the presence and being in the presence, obviously, of God. You feel lifted in your life. And and this word was used in, in, in conjunction with some, some other concepts um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's really wonderful how it, it's used for helping people maybe weaken their faith or people struggling or people uh, being through a hard time. And this gift, your presence and bringing a word from God cheers them up, brings a lift, um, brings hope. Now, God does that, but it's through a word of the Holy Spirit that that happens. Now, just before we finish 1 Corinthians 14, let's read Two more verses near the end of that uh, that chapter. It says uh, in verse 33, two or three prophets, talking about in the church meeting, two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. Hmm. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn so that everybody may be instructed and encouraged. There it is again, that word encouragement, calling. God wants to speak well about our lives for the future. Now, prophecy can be a little bit instructive or corrective, but never a put down. It's always a, wow, we can do that with God's help. And verse 39, 40, just to finish verse chapter 14, 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says, therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy, be zealous, be have a desire. Come on, even today hearing this. Yes, Lord, I'd like to be used in this way. Be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. 
but everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. And this is the key phrase that Paul is using about services, that when there's gifts of the Spirit, it should be in order. It shouldn't be some crazy, wild event and people are going, what's going on? And here in Japan, if you have a wild, crazy event, um, people will probably call the police or the ambulance. So really understand this concept here in a country where people are hearing about Jesus for the first time. So this is New Testament prophecy. I've seen it. I've seen it being an incredible blessing for my 42 years of being a believer. I've seen it for 42 years and um, just seen incredible blessing. So I want to talk about my experience as a young leader and now an older leader. Um, And I want to give you my advice of really how to understand this gift. But my experience was that I didn't have many people ever prophesy to me. I, I I wasn't really one of those people. Now, I've seen some people get lots of messages from God in prophecy, and it's been a, a great blessing. In fact, prophecy should always be a confirmation of what God is already saying to you. But I, I didn't perceive many at all. And I sort of wonder, you know, has God called me and why aren't I getting many? And you might be thinking that too. Um, and the first prophecy that anyone ever spoke over me, I've, I've got to be honest with you, it wasn't a good one. It was a negative one. And it was, I, I was a young Christian. I'd probably been saved about two or three months. I was a fireman coming out of darkness into Jesus. But I've been walking with Jesus in his love and his forgiveness and forgiving people. And I've been walking with God for two or three months. And I've been reading the Bible every day and loving Jesus and getting my life right and getting my mind better through the word and through prayer. I I was a disciple. I was a follower of Jesus. And I went to this big meeting and someone picked me out and I thought, oh, I'm going to get a prophecy. And it was not positive. It was negative about how that young man there, that's me, was, was full of darkness and full of this. And, 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 and I wasn't. It wasn't true. And I had to learn to discern prophecy. And I had to learn to dismiss that false prophecy. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is some of you may have somewhere received something negative, limiting, putting down. You need to throw that off. Dismiss it. Say, no, 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 not going to receive that because New Testament prophecy, what are the words? New Testament prophecy. New Testament prophecy is all about strengthening, encouraging, and comfort lift or lift comfort. Now, knowing that, I was able to dismiss something that was not true or something negative spoken over my life and say, no, when God speaks to me, I'm going to feel strengthened, encouraged, or this comforting lift in my life. Now, I want to say I also got a couple of really wonderful prophetic words that helped me, but I didn't understand them at the time, so I had to look in the Bible. The two I'm going to mention, one was uh, a British pastor came to Australia and pointed me out, and it was a great prophecy. All he said was, I see that you're going to be a well digger, a well digger, digger of wells, digger of fresh water, a digger of wells for fresh water. I see it over and over again. You're going to dig wells, plural, wells. Now, I didn't know what that meant. I wasn't a well digger. I wasn't a country boy, and I didn't understand 
any of that. But I went to the Bible and I did a word search of well diggers. And the most um, prominent example is from Genesis chapter 26, where it talks about Isaac. Abraham had a son called Isaac, and it says that he dug wells in the place where his father, Abraham, had dug wells and people had covered up those wells. And um, it, uh, it's sort of like, oh, it's a bit of a, a, a bad start here. Uh, and it said that Isaac was going to redig the wells of his father. Then he's going to dig some new wells. And what it said was everywhere he went, he found water. And everywhere he went, people wanted that water. In fact, even some enemies took some of his wells. But Isaac didn't care because he knew the gift was in him to dig more wells. And I felt that with that prophecy and looking in the word of God for some context, I felt that God wanted me to plant churches and and plant connect groups wherever I went to to dig wells where people would find water from God. And it really has encouraged me as a, um, then as a baby or a, a beginning church planter. And now I'm 62, I'm a seasoned church planter. I've planted many churches with God's help. That this has been an incredible prophetic word that I've carried and it was encouraging in the hard times and celebratory in the good times. The other one I'll mention, I'll only mention these two, Someone once prophesied, a, a visiting evangelist from um, South Africa came and, and spoke over my life that he sees me like an aircraft carrier. Now, that doesn't mean one ready for war, but the concept was planes landing on the deck, refueling, and taking off again. And I really grabbed that, yes, I've got that gift of people are going to come, I'm going to help them uh, through the word, through prayer, through prophecy, and they're going to take off again. And Many people in my life, my, Viv in my life, have come for a season and then uh, are gone. But that prophecy meant every time they go, let them go better than they came in Jesus' name. So the concept that people aren't with me forever, of course not, but that revelation that whoever's with me, I'm going to help uh, maybe uh, see them restored and growing and strong and they're going to take off and do something great for God. And so I'm going to train some people. I'm going to dig some wells, and I'm going to train some people. Now, this scripture, there was nothing in the Bible about an aircraft carrier. Do you know that? (laughs) Um, So I had to contextualize it myself, and I read this scripture in 2 Timothy 2.2, where Paul says to Timothy, his protege, his young, young pastor, he said, the things that you've heard from me pass on to reliable men who will pass on to others. And so this whole thing of... um, what you've received, give. This People coming in, give it to them, they're going to go. And the concept of reproduction and wherever that happens, it may not be, well, many times it won't be our Lifehouse Church, but it's going to be a, 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 a training place for the kingdom of God. And even now we're training people all over Asia, uh, the Philippines, Pakistan, Nepal, India, Myanmar, um, many countries that are not Lifehouse, of course, but that, that's irrelevant to some degree. But the thing is we're training. We're training and they're going to take off and do great things for God. So that's been a great, um, I'm going to be a well digger. I'm going to be like an aircraft carrier. What has God said to you? 
So I want to say to you, in all my 42 years of being a believer, I haven't had many prophetic words that really stuck. But those two did, and I found a scripture. So what I want to say to you is the greatest way to get prophetic word is to dig it out yourself from the Bible. Dig it out. I've got, I read my Bible on my iPad, so open up and I, I read my next scripture and I say, uh, a bit of, read a bit of God's word, just five minutes is enough. It's, it's, it's enough every day, really. You can do more, but just five minutes. Read, God, my next scripture and read it. Read a bit of God's word and say, God, what would you say to me today? We call it journaling. Some people call it SOAP, S-O-A-P, which stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer, SOAP. My good friends in Europe use that a lot. Um, it doesn't matter what you call this. Um, it's just something we can all do. Um, I love the message translation by Eugene Peterson, and he calls it um, a Latin word, Lectio Divina, which means divine reading. Reading with a revelation that God wants to speak today. It may not be a big word every day, but by doing it regularly, just a little bit of God's word and say, God, what would you say to me today? And then taking a note, taking a note on your iPad or on your phone or on your notebook, taking a quick note of what God said. And often it's very simple. It's usually going to be about something like love or grace or forgiveness or vision or passion or something. But over time, we do see patterns. And out of the pattern, people could say to you, what, what, what's God saying? And you can say, you know, God's speaking to me about this. And it makes sense. This thing called Lectio Divina has been in use in the Christian church from the very earliest days. This is not new. This is not Lifehouse. It's not Rod Plummer. It's just a form of Bible reading where God will speak prophetically to us about our life and things around our life. And I'd like to really encourage you to be a person that, that gets a hold of this thing called journaling, soap, quiet time, whatever you want to call it. We call it journaling. And just say, God, I want to keep a note of what you're saying to me. And, and this has been our source of strength for my 42 years of being a believer. This is my source of strength. God, what would you say to me today? Some days it seems small. Many days maybe it seems small. And then boom, it just makes sense. Look, God has been saying to me and to you. This is the greatest form of prophecy I can give to you that God can speak to you. You see, as I said, I didn't get many great prophetic words in my 42 years of being a believer. Even now, I don't get a lot. Um, but it's okay because God speaks to me regularly, little, 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 and then something big, little, little, something big, and writing down, God is speaking to me, and God wants to speak to you, and God wants to speak to our church. So as I finish, I just want to give a couple examples of how when I've given a prophetic word to someone, I've seen fruit. You know, I... um. We've been in Japan for almost 20 years, loved it, um, but rec not recently, maybe a couple of years ago I was in Australia and a young man that I didn't recognize said, 
Pastor Rod, Pastor Rod, uh, have you got one minute? I said, sure. And he said, you, you may not remember me, but when I was in your church in Toowoomba 20-something years ago, I was about 14, and you picked me out and spoke a word of God to me about God had chosen me to be a, a pastor. And here I am 20 years later, and I'm pastoring a, a great church in Brisbane. And um, I looked at him, and I, I honestly couldn't remember him, but I, he was thankful that God had spoken to him, and he was now a pastor, married, loving life, loving what he's doing. And I thought, isn't that amazing that sometimes we don't even know the power of the prophetic word? But to people, it's pretty amazing. I also want to say that here in Japan, our young people, our young believers, our young Japanese believers, we have taught them how to receive the word, put the journaling in, and then also how to sometimes to prophesy. And there's, it's been an incredible lift of leadership in our young Japanese as the prophetic word has gone forward. And I, I can think of some of my pastors now and, and, and leaders, connect group leaders, dream team leaders who really it was a word of God that just they, they said, really? God thinks about me like that? Really? And it changed the way they thought about themselves and they became great leaders in business or in education or in pastoring. I've seen the fruit of this over and over for 42 years in the Philippines and Thailand and India and everywhere I've been, Australia. Um, and just one last example was we had a conference a number of years ago and uh, our conferences used to be big before COVID. <laughs> um, from the platform, you couldn't see everybody. It was sort of dark sometimes. And I, I pointed out a man in the back of the room and with interpreting, I spoke. Um, young man, I have a word from God for you. It, the word is you are a man of God. You are God's man. And I couldn't see what was happening back there, but I could see his wife sort of nodding and um Afterwards, he, they came to me and they said, that's amazing because we've sort of been a, a, away a little bit from God, a little bit. And um, he said, the same word you gave to me, um, I was in New Zealand, he said, and another man of God came and said, you are a man of God. Exactly the same words. Now, that seems too simple, right? That just seems too simple to say that, like everyone should say, yeah, I'm a man of God. But he said it was the same words. And that man took those words. He and his wife became um, leaders in the church and, and really went on to do great things for God, uh, returned to New Zealand, um, faithful, doing great things in business and doing great things for God in the local church. You know, the prophetic word doesn't have to be explosive. So let me finish again by saying what it does need to be. It needs to be strengthening, encouraging, or bringing comfort lift. This is the gift of prophecy in the New Testament, and it works. It's the hand of God. It's, it's amazing. You can get it from journaling, and there are those unusual times where God might speak a word over your life. Or maybe you have the gift right now to say something to someone else a word in the Holy Spirit that will bring strengthening, encouragement, and comfort lift. Are you ready? I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. This is one of the gifts 
of the Spirit. I pray I might use this gift and the listeners might use this gift and we might be encouraged, but especially encouraged by hearing from you through journaling every day or regularly. I pray you'd speak to us in and we'd speak out by the power of the Holy Spirit, seeing lives lifted, encouraged, strengthened, built up because of this New Testament gift of prophecy. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all.